Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is a conversation with Morla Gorandona. She's a voice actor in games. She's Eris Morn in Destiny 2, Bela in God of War Ragnarok. Uh, she was the narrator for Moss Books 1 and 2, and she voiced Nefiri in League of Legends, just to name a few. You'll hear examples of Morla embodying all four of those characters I just named, Eris, Bela, Moss's narrator, and Nefiri from League. And I just, I love hearing Morla talk about her process of getting into character or even just creating one in the first place. She is a tremendously creative human being and it's always a pleasure to have her on level. Check out the video over on YouTube. Uh, Her cat makes an appearance, which is always really fun. Um, Follow us on Discord. Uh, That link is down in the show notes. Chat with us there about this and other episodes. And if you can support us financially over on Patreon, that'd be amazing. Patreon.com slash level. All right, here's Morla Gorandona. I think about our previous interview conversation, and, and I even mentioned in, in email, like it's really just the conversation with you is wonderful, and uh, and, and and your podcast is of my favorites. And so I, I, it, it feels unfathomable that it's been so long. You're, you're always in the background of my mind as well, or in in my my life as well. So yeah, feel present. So I guess, I guess that's why it's like, well, we just spoke, but then in in reality, it's been ages, lifetimes. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, the, the timing is, is good, though, because there is a brand new season of Destiny and uh, Destiny 2, if I am to be really specific. And, you know, you're definitely a, a fan favorite in there and have been consistently. Like, everybody loves Eris Morn. And Eris Morn is wacky and she's gone a little loopy, but she's really smart and she's great. And, I mean, she's just consistently been uh, a fan favorite. So kudos to that for creating her. Oh, well, I mean, a village, right? It's, um, for sure. I never, I never know whether she's going to be around or what her journey is. And I, I love her journey. I am consistently surprised and blown away at the twists and turns of her life. Uh, and, and this season is for sure. No different. You you get to say just classic, wonderful things as Eris. Um, and some of them, I think, are really hard. And as a radio person who has to read, I don't have to act, thank God. <laughs> well, I guess sometimes I do. But, uh, but saying, like, I am the many-mouthed hunger. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I like that one. <laughs> I am the knife-edged Truth. Those are things that are hard to say. That's a mouthful. So, like, talk to me when you see phrases like that, and you're just heiress. Like, how do you kind of absorb that into into the character? Well, you know, sometimes when you read a script, sometimes when I read a script, it's um, it's not always the case where an actor knows that they are in good hands, right? So with this, with Eris, it's always, I know this is deliberate. I know this is incredibly intentional. And so I, I know that there is story within each word. So I trust it and I give myself over to whatever it feels like. I feel that, um, it's speaking to me as a, as much as I am speaking it. And yeah. so for me, the many-mouthed hunger feels just slow, right? It feels yeah. like it, it does cause one to slow down. And to me, I, I, I interpret that as um, really a giving space and allowing uh, for conjuring to occur within those words. I feel that that's exactly, exactly the intention. Um, it's a, it is a 
absolute gift to be able to to read the script and 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 trust and and know that all I have to do is just give myself over to it. Yeah. And certainly you I mean you've been heiress for how many years now? I mean she was in the first game. So 9 years, 8 9. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So we have a um <laughs> We have a, uh, we've had some history. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but every time, you know, there's been so many, so many different errors being presented as this, always the same, but this new aspect of her, this uh, unlayering of her. And each time, it's um, it's it's a matter of handing myself over. Yeah. Especially um, recently, I feel like the narrative team, especially, it's so tuned in to her and have such a deep love, deep deep love and respect and care. Like they they genuinely care and 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 uh, feel. Um, get her in this very interesting and different kind of way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked how you're talking about the intention of the words because, you know, when I hear you as Eris, that's, that's like one of Eris's things is that she speaks every word. I separate the true from the dead. I am the many-mouthed hunger. I am the knife-edged truth. I devour the free. I conspire with my vengeance. I will take what I need. The words in my throat are the weapon in my fist. There's almost, it's so unusual for you to, um, you know, segue one word into the other. That very rarely happens. And, and I, you know, it speaks to that intentionality that when Eris speaks, listen, <laughs> you know? Great. <laughs> Good. Yay. <laughs> I, uh, it's, um, I guess there's always been a sense of, of conjuring, but I feel like it's bigger and, and more, um, specific, like in, in this, in this, uh, incarnation. Um, I mean, she is actually conjuring. Uh, mm-hmm. But going from wondering is she trustworthy to on this, like stepping away from the idea of whether she's mad or not, and then kind of moving more toward it, and then then becoming the the safe haven for those who are experiencing some madness to be uh, now this very um, approaching godliness. There's a, she's always been separate from everyone, even at, even when she's felt closest, even when she's taking other characters under her wing and, and speaking softly to them or about them. And even in her tenderest moments, she's still very um, removed from them. There's always a sense of she's not quite like yeah. everyone else. Um, I like them. I yeah. like that. I gotta feel that way about myself and so and I do feel that in this odd kind of way um Eris and I have had a very similar life journey and uh and it's all by happenstance of course the folks at Bungie have no idea what's going on in my life um (laughs) nor would they model a character after her if they did but it's been oddly um, symbiotic. Guardian, the witness poses a dire threat. And the Witch Queen holds the answers we seek. But 
only if we contend with her sister, Zivu Araf. I mean, Eris has undergone quite a transformation in this season. Do you feel like you've undergone some kind of... And you don't have to go into specifics, but do you feel like that? You know, I've been in Los Angeles for a while now. And and, uh, there is kind of a sense of finally arriving. Mm. And, 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 And I've had flavors of that before and then whether it be strike or covid or other strike you know it's been these things that have kind of taken the wind out of my sails at various times and and um you feel like um a sense of um even even amidst the current strike and 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 what is uh potentially looming i still feel like um a sense of being grounded and um rooted and in in my power in a way that i haven't in los angeles for a while interesting and do you feel that personally or um in ter- vocationally or just all of the above like you feel like things are I mean, not settling in a negative way, but in an, in an acceptable way. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely it's like settled with momentum, right? It's, yep. It, yep. It's, yeah. In, in, in all, in all areas. Yeah. In yeah. all areas. That's great. Uh, and we'll get to some of the other wonderful things too, uh, in, in a little bit, um, before we move on, uh, to, from Eris, though, um, you know, of course, a lot of times you're you're doing uh, when you're performing your lines, you're not with the other actors. You're by yourself, right? Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Um, we did a little talk about this in 2017, um, but I'm just curious what that is. You know, what that's like, and are you? asked often to re-record things later because someone's tone changed or um, just talk a little bit about that if you would. Oddly, no. I think kind of whoever comes in and records first has the benefit of setting the tone, I suppose. uh, But, but, there's also the director who is of course setting the tone and, and, and it's quite, it's quite the job to be able to keep all these, um, remember and keep, keep fresh, uh, all these various characters all and, and how, and how they interact with other characters, um, to be able to like Rolodex them as the directors do is a phenomenal thing. Um, I uh, and of course, you know the 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 tone is also set by Bungie, of course, by um, and then, but then, right as far as like what is being given and how do they match is it's kind of a bit of magic, I think. Um, <laughs> it is remarkable. I I I would be curious to understand to to get to see the 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 um, the back end of that to see how that how that all fits together and um yeah i think you know i've often i've often thought that it would always be better to um to be an ensemble and and be able to like feed off of each other's energy and then honestly in some of my um uh, m- most recent recordings, I feel like I caught myself being emotional in a way that I don't know I would have allowed myself to just go for if if there were other people in the room. I might interesting. I might want to. Um, I might get self conscious. I would hope I wouldn't, and I would. Uh, I would hope that you know if we have been an ensemble all along, then it, it wouldn't matter and all the time. But I, I have found myself 
almost inconsolable in some sessions and, 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 um, and like, well, this is just kind of where I am. So this is where we're going to be. And, 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 uh, and I think, uh, it's, it's, it's worked out and, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if I, um, because it's for, you know, it's like it's such a long stretch of time to be that emotional for four hours straight. It, it, uh, yeah. I might, I might find myself needing or wanting to like censor if I were in front of other people, other, other actors in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you never know. Yeah. I'll know. I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't happen. So right. although I did get the um, great, great privilege and honor of, uh, of doing some of the performance capture for Eris this season. Right. Because of that transformation scene, right? They let you mocap that. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So tell me about that. Cause that's one of my, I was going to ask you, but have you, have, haven't you done mocap before? I have just not for Eris. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. What was it like? It was so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to be able to really, embody her right? was oh, felt right it felt <laughs> <laughs> as it should be yeah um i spent so much i mean i just i i wanted to make sure it was flawless i spent so much time preparing for that i i i i did not want to um take this opportunity lightly or, or, or leave anything to chance. And I, um, oh man, I, I gave all of that, my all, like it was, um, it was so exciting. It really, it was also, you know, very emotional and, um, yeah, I felt really grateful. Yeah, talk about the process. You're, are, I mean, are you mic'd up? I know they're not using the audio of you talking during that session. They can't possibly be, right? I mean, they're using your motion. How's uh, that working? They, I can't remember. <laughs> it probably was a while ago, to be fair. It was, you get like, go through the um, emotions of getting the thing set and people are like in your face and they're doing the stuff and you just kind of, I'm just trying to be Eris. Yeah. While that's happening, you know, like Aaron, like, but like more, but Eris. And then like, <laughs> but ready to be in that moment at any moment. And so um, I can't remember. Did they record audio? Probably. I'm I mean, sure they recorded the audio, but I mean, yeah. surely the, the game, <laughs> I just, I'm so curious now because I would assume the game would have you isolated. And just mixed in later, but I hell I don't know. <laughs> I just remember the um, it's explained what it's what it's going to look like, what the uh, room is, and go in and 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 the whole. I mean, just the well, I can't I have to remember what's been revealed and what's right. not. So right. right. The room has been revealed. So right. I <laughs> yes. will. Yep. We'll leave it at that much um yeah uh, just the idea of what kind of transformation Eris would be undergoing was like are you kidding me I, uh, I would get to was so neat so um, cool yeah she looks badass and I'm like but you better not leave her like that I'm like, it's okay for now, but let's not leave her like that. But no, it's it's very cool. And of course, now there's additional processing on your voice in the game, which wasn't there before. So yeah. so that's kind of fun, too. Yeah, but there's still a a pitching down, but then stuff added on top they of it. Pitch they, huh? they pitch you down. They pitch you down? I pitched myself right. down. Yes. Right. Yep. And I mean, I have the heiress, I have heiress, and then I have the... Hi, Eris voice. So it's not, so it's definitely okay. a, a different character for, for, for me. Really? And a different physicality. Um, at least when I'm 
to me, like I, even when I'm in uh, the, the yoga booth, I have like, I do this with all my characters. I come up with a physicality for them, like a stance, like a neutral stance. And so she has, her stance is different. High Varys' stance is different from Eris Eris's stance. Yeah, normal Eris. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you studied not a normal Eris because I mean, she's not right. <laughs> she's normal as she's ever going to get uh, anymore, probably. Um, uh, you did study. You've studied physical acting and combat stuff, and I mean, you were a theater person, so I I would imagine. You know, if if I think about what would it be like if Emily was a voice actor, like I just I just am not I don't I'm not minded that way. You know what I mean? So I know that, you know, you just said you do that for every character. You know, it's like this is this is why you do this, you know. Um, uh, so so and, and I know we'll co- we're going to come back to Eris. But, um, you know, when you do something like Moss where you're, you know, you're narrating, um that's still a character, right? So, so talk to me about the nuance there. Well, the physicality associated with moths have more to do with like a, a, a indication because um, in um, in moths we decided very early on that we wanted to honor the linear nature of a book uh and so the option was to record all the voices separately and then have them added in later or just to do it storybook style and so in order to that felt right to me that's that's how i read to my son um so the device became finding where in the body each voice lives and then being able to um, point to it or or even if it's not exactly where it is just like even if like two places are living in the same sort of place just having like markers on my body so I would touch them and then know where to move the voice to or reminder of like okay kind of like um, preload <laughs> the uh the the spots with the voice and so there's some sort of like muscle memory or um this device that would help me get back into the um whichever character was being called on and um and that we were able to move straight through um which i like i liked it that felt right We remember you, dear reader, even if you do not remember us. You see, this is no ordinary book. Within these pages lives a hero, one who could determine all our fates. And also with Moss, uh, you know, when I... And I would imagine that the people who you're closest to in life can hear you do any voice and be like, that's Morla. But, you know, when I hear Moss, I'm like, oh, that's Morla. You know, when I hear Eris, I would have to know you to know that that's you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, with something like Moss where it, it does seem more of a, I don't want to get in trouble with this word, but more of a natural more because I know that like you're saying you can say a phrase or touch where the voice is and you're in the voice but um but talk to me a little bit about that jumbled mess of a question that I just asked (laughs) which isn't even really a question it's (laughs) so I mean yeah her the the narrator is born out of um something that I've done for uh, 11 years now, um, specifically, uh, and, and probably before, but not in such a consistent and specific way. And that's reading bedtime stories to my son. So yeah, that makes perfect sense that that um, narrator and all the characters within that would sound more like me. They, they um, that feels right. Uh, 
and Eris is maybe um, like a past life. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that's is that is that what you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I think you know I'm always ever since I was a kid I've just. I've just always been fascinated by people who can change their voices, you know, like you're like Mel Blanc, right? Like you can, you can do those things. And, um, and I just, I think it's cool when you also just get the opportunity to more or less not have to put on a voice, you know, you're just, you're just reading. And I don't mean just reading, you know what I mean? No, right. It's not, um, it's not a question of like, is this, is, am I doing the character right, or am I doing you know, it's 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 something it's it's my most maternal self that is uh, coming yeah. out in that. Um, I guess you could say that voice was born when my son was born, um, yeah. and I, that's the voice that I speak to him, and that's the voice that I read to him. In. Yeah, um, it's very intimate. And um, special voice. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, not put on, but it's just the way that, in the way that it's, we speak to different people, I assume, I don't know, do we all, do people do that? I mean, I, I maybe, maybe that's just me. <laughs> we speak to people in kind of different ways and, and that's yeah. my, my voice for him. Sir Argus, commander of the Kingsguard, sacrificed everything that night to ensure the King's glass was safe. The sprites, too, had their own glass to protect, and their great champion did so until his final breath. I know you have trigger phrases. We talked about that ages ago. And I, mm. I don't know if you still use your trigger voices whenever you have to do things, or if, if you... Um, uh, have any new trigger phrases that you'd like to share or if you have any r related to Eris at all? Oh, no. Eris is always just there. Eris yeah. is just there. She's. I figured that because you've been with her for a while now. So yeah, you can just snap into Eris mode. The most, the purest, most Eris-y Eris line is from the dark below. Uh, like, I have seen with the hive call a god. That one feels like OG Eris, the purest distillation. Um, but even even Eris now isn't isn't really quite so much like that anymore. So, right, she is her as her character evolves. Her voice has been too in this um, sometimes subtle, not sometimes not so subtle ways what shows up I don't know I don't know how else to explain it or how to what's presented to Eris and the voice that shows up for that is the voice yeah yeah uh, oh so I've, I've I've done some Norwegian lately or no way or vaguely Scandinavian and and um the word Ederkoppen Edderkoppen. Like my key word for that means spider. Edderkoppen <laughs> <laughs> means the spider. Mm -hmm. And so, and then there was, I had for like for Danish, it's much more close to the front. And then Icelandic, which is really like me just doing an impression of York. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Norwegian and then Danish and then Icelandic is like more up here with the with the rolling of the Rs. Yeah. It's um I'm Björk. Yeah. Well, yes. And she I met her once. And Shut so up. and she said <laughs> I did I did. I met her um when I was working at ABC Carpet and Home in New York and uh, I was at the front like right at the entrance. And so she um, wanted to know if she could leave her bags with me. And um, so she said, can I leave my bags here? And so like that, maybe my triggering words for uh, York. 
and um, unfortunately she couldn't, so I had to show her where. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what other. I, I've been doing a lot of different kind of uh, accents, and yeah, so region and and um, like very specific regions of the of the South, and so that's been mm. fun as well. And but I uh, a lot of um, a lot more creatures. Really? Like, lots of creatures. So um, zombies, z- zombies in uh, Walking Dead, uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, that, and then also um, in The Last of Us 2, done uh, some creatures for uh, God of War. Um, and then this character that uh, came out earlier this year, Nafiri for League of Legends, the uh, canine is canine. It's, it's a canine, so having <laughs> that sense of growling and learning how to um, make barks like the like very um, convincing growls and snarls and barks of different kinds. And I found a uh, a YouTube video. Like most of the most of the videos that I found online for like learning how to do wolf calls or dog barks or they were all from um like using a device and oh. it was like for like hunting you know or 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 yeah. i didn't want to pay attention to any of those and i found this one video from this tween age girl i have no idea where in the united states but she kind of on on her own in her backyard and she's like i've got this really cool thing that I can do. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to do it. And so she walks you through like this whole step of like creating a muzzle and like how to like beautifully, beautifully uh, communicating very specifically how to make these sounds. And that's it. That's my, that's great. I'm going to have to, when, uh, when this goes live, I'll, I'll post a link to her YouTube video. So everyone can find she was amazing. I was so blown away by how well she could communicate. Wow. I hope, hope she can make a whole career out of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, you know, what's it, what's it like when you're doing things with your voice that might harm it, really? I mean, I know that you've studied, you know the mechanism, you know what. So, so what are some things that you do when you're doing things like that to ensure you're not going to screw something up or or anything well i mean one key is to when auditioning for those characters to make sure it's something that is sustainable oh (laughs) it's you know auditioning with something that is completely out of your reach and then being even if it's two hours if it's out of your reach then that's you know not doing anybody any favors so Mm. uh lots of warming up you know that's i i I like to spend lots and lots of time warming up. And and even if I know I'm only going to be using one portion of my range, still warming up the entire mechanism um, just so that it's well supported. And um, warming up the whole mechanism, uh, making sure I'm not partaking of anything that is uh, causes inflammation. Um, so. Oh, in terms of your diet. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, sugar, uh, dairy, uh, processed flour, alcohol. I do still do caffeine, even though that does cause inflammation, but it's also, I mean, at this point in my life, it's just a necessity. (laughs) (laughs) You can only make so many concessions, right? Nearly. Yeah. Um, but lots of throat coat tea and, um, and then uh, the, the I always forget the name of it. I use it all the time. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the the loquat syrup that all voice actors use. Like having that on hand. Um, but really, it's just about warming it up and um, and and operating within what you know you can do and. Um, 
uh, and without harming it, like be, just having that kind of uh, awareness of, of, of what's what you're capable of. And that that awareness comes from sometimes it, well, a lot of times it comes from trial and error, but it also comes from having a vocal maintenance. So where I through in between sessions, you know, it's not not just not just visiting the voice and, and stretching and playing with it for a character or or for a warm up, but but maintaining between as well. You know, you've done you've done all kinds of things with your voice. You've done M- MC stuff at awards shows. Um, uh, what are some of your, I guess, more unique experiences with it? I really do love um, creatures. Yeah. And I love, uh, I love when I'm given a script, like for, for God of War, I was, um, the audition was in Old Norse and just like, yes, I love that. I love going after something that is for, is foreign to me, uh, whether it's, it's Old Norse or an invented language or, um, I like, I like things where, uh, like I'm, I'm creating the rules, so to speak, where it's, well, we've never done this before. Same as with nefarious. Like, well, we, you know, we're trying something out. Great. It's like, you can't, you can't get it wrong. And that's a beautiful feeling when it's, it's, it's scary because, um, I remember having this, this sensation, this particularly with the God of War for the character, the um, old Norse character. It's a um, berserker owl was the character and getting ready to do something. And then, and then like stop, like stopping myself and having the, and saying out loud, that like, I feel, um, I feel nervous in this moment because I want to make sure I get it right. And then the director saying, it's like, it doesn't exist. So whatever you do is right. And that's like, oh, 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 good feeling. oh I, I'm making the rules and like, I can just let it go and be free and, and stretch and create. And it's like, it really feels like creation in the purest sense. It feels like, um, like total vulnerability too, because it's just, when you're playing with sounds, sometimes when you open your mouth, you don't know if what you intend to come out is going to come out. And so it's, it's, it's the sense of like almost wanting to stop it before and then just going anyway, just going anyway. And um, Stephen, Hottie and I, of Polyarch, um, Stephen Hottie of Polyarch, um, formerly of Polyarch, uh, and I have talked often about this thing, like this, you know, actors are constantly in this, like, taking leaps, and, and we've learned how to take a leap, and know that um, when we land or fall or whatever happens that we can like rely on ourselves to like just pick ourselves up and, 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 and carry on. But how wonderful it is when there is a team to um, catch you. And as, as has been the case with Polyarch and as you know, was the case when I was working on God of War and this, it's just like whatever, whatever you create, whatever you make is it. And it's like, Oh, that's such, it's just this, it's a simple thing. It's a simple safety net, right? And the same with Nafiri. I should not leave them at it all. Absolutely. It's just like, yes. Yeah. You're safe to create. You're safe to do whatever. There are no mistakes. It's all correct. And go. And that's like, oh, what a what a wonderful, wonderful safety net. What a, and and how much further we can go and how much deeper we can go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Nefiri for League of Legends, uh, you auditioned for that. Is that how that worked? So, yeah, I mean, that it's just such a cool, because it's a cool creature. It's, you know, this dog-like looking thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's league, so it's going to look great and be great. Um, you know, what are some of the things that go through your mind when you're presented with seeing art? I'm sure you saw what the character looked like before you auditioned, yes? So what was that like? Not necessarily. Okay. Don't recall. Sometimes sometimes we do get uh, 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 images in the auditions, and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can't recall specifically for um, League of Legends if there was or not. Uh, but, but it's really... No, there's something about those characters where I, I feel it was, I just like, oh, this is, maybe there's no image because maybe they don't necessarily know what they want yet. Maybe they're still figuring it out. Sure. Um, very drawn to, um, I feel very drawn to those kinds of characters. I feel, because there's no, like, again, like, it's like, there's no getting it wrong. Yeah, it's clean slate. Um, I like, and, and particularly, and 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 just, I feel, I feel set free from the, uh, from the, um, the burden of trying to give them something that they want. Um. So it's just a matter of giving, it's, it's giving them the thing that they didn't even know that they wanted. Yeah. And, and, and that can be applied to all auditions, right? Um, but it feels most mm-hmm. true, most, most applicable in uh, creatures or characters with creature elements. Yeah, I think they, it, for in a theory, it was, it was very clear that it was a, a, a various types of uh, canine elements. And so, um, and I had enough time um, from receiving the audition to when it was due to be able to dive deep into all the internet had to offer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like, you get into the booth to record and you're like, I don't know what's gonna, I don't know what's going to show up for this audition and then play around with it and just it, get to the place where it's like, yeah, that felt right. And that's for me, that's what it is. And so They may not like it, but for me, that's, that's the character for me. And that's a really great feeling, actually, even if you don't get the part to get to a place where you've given the audition that you know is right for you. Sure. That's my, that's my character, as opposed to kind of always feeling like, oh, I could have tried it another way or, oh, you know, what if I had, it's very satisfying to feel some sense of completion without audition. Yeah. Okay. Not even pray to make a choice. Either give up or give chase. Do your um does your media consumption mirror your voice acting interests? Like, like, because as you're talking about how much you love doing creatures, I'm like, oh, well, I wonder if you really are into fantasy and stuff too, just in general, or if it's literally the vocal gymnastics or the vocal challenge that that draws you to to creatures. You know what I mean? It's it's really it's the uh, yeah I'm really about that. I um no, it's really just the the challenge of it. I think like right now I'm. I've been, been going through this list of um, like um, timeouts, hundred movies you should watch immediately, and a lot of them are the movies that show up on all the lists. But then a sure. lot of them aren't, and so I've been going through that recently. So nice. like today, I I watched. Um, Paris, Texas, and Blue Velvet and Grey Gardens yesterday. So wow. not in the creatures. I was I was resting up. I was resting up. Um, mm-hmm. And so I uh, and so I uh, I went figured if I'm going to if I'm going to be choosing to be in bed today, I'm going to be as kind of productive as one can be. So I uh, yeah. yeah, I went I went into this. 
this deep dive of, of films and, um, but yeah, no creatures, not too many creatures in those. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember when we spoke, uh, you know, years ago, it was um, you talking about your influences and, and they were all singers. I remember it was Ella Fitzgerald and Bjork. I can't remember the third singer, but it was another absolutely fantastic singer just known for, you know, that kind of quality. So, um, and I, I've always found that so interesting that those are your influences. And I've, I've interviewed composers who have said their influences are books, authors. So, I mean, I get it. It's not, but I just, I just, um, uh, yeah, I, f- I find that really interesting. That it's it's really the vocal. It's the, the the vocal stuff is what draws you to something. It's always the vocal stuff. <laughs> it's Mike Patton and Lisa Gerard are the other two. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith No More. Yeah, and yeah. And Dead Can Dance still is is who I listen to when I am preparing for Eris, and um, and what I listen to as I play and stretch and discover undiscovered corners of my face cavity, you know, mechanism. Um, and, uh, and there's still always more to discover, which is, I wouldn't think that there would be anymore, but um, that is a, 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 a listening to Dead Can Dance specifically, and not just mimicking or recreating Lisa Gerard's voice, but also the instruments um, has been my favorite, my favorite way, my favorite way to explore, my favorite map. Mm-hmm. Uh, Explosive fee on that map, but <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite map. And, and the, the sound create instant emotion internally as well yeah just thinking about it I feel like I like start to recreate it with my body like what what that sounds like what I'm what I'm hearing in my head I immediately start to demonstrate with my with my body without even trying to um, and I and I like we use spoke about earlier and there's just such a um voice body emotion connection uh too so i feel like letting it letting the the music not just be a part of the voice part of my body but like the whole body all Mm -hmm. in that emotion live in every 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 cell you know, I don't think I ever have asked you if you're a musician other than acting. You know, I mean, what are you? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like I like to I like to pretend like I can sing. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> I, think <I'm, laughs> I think I'm probably an okay singer, but it's it's I get very nervous singing in front of. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's just it never sounds the same when I'm in front of other people than it does when I'm yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's the thing. It's like I always like, I am a good singer. They're like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter if you can't do it. In, I mean, <laughs> in front of other people, it's yeah. I just do it for myself. And that's fine. It's yeah. that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to play cello a long time ago. Okay. So there, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. My son played cello for two years, too. So that was, okay. they say that um, if you have a thing that you do in these specific years, like, what is it, like your tween age years, that it will be with you for the rest of your life. And so when oh. he brought, when he brought home the cello, I, I asked if I could, I asked if I could play and I picked it up and immediately it was like, there it was, the, oh. like, go tell Aunt Rhody and... <laughs> Zero was all right there. Like, oh. yeah. And I like the cello too because I feel like it does mimic, not mimic, but human voice and cello yes. are similar. Very much, yeah. Yeah. Well, Morla, I mean, what more do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. It's on your mind in the world of video game voice acting and voice acting in general. Oh, I am. Um, 
yeah, I feel, just do really feel so lucky that I get to work with these teams that I've worked with who always wind up feeling just like family. Uh, Sunny Santa Monica and uh, the Riot team and uh, Polyarc and Bungie, of course. Um, they do. They feel like family. And, um, and I get to interact with or become or lend my voice to characters that are interesting and exciting and have something to say, have a point of view, are um, often unlike anything else. You know, we haven't really talked much about Bela, the character Bela in God of War. She no. was amazing. Yeah, the dark, this dark elf, and and her um, and her relationship with her her husband in the game, who is a light elf, and 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 how they're supposed to be mortal enemies, and they are not, and they 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 were imprisoned next to each other and fell in love, and she's very rough around the edges, but like with this fierce heart that really only he can see and and uh and she just look, looks cool <laughs> she's yeah. got horns coming out of her head and like wasp wings and she's blue and she's just beautiful and powerful and a warrior and secretly tender and yeah I like that <laughs> from birth we are taught the light is everything the elders say it is why we fight but all of that it's shit. I am more than the Hive. More than a soldier. Light elves, dark elves. All elves are the same. Stubborn. Brainless as moths. Blinded by their light. One of the people that I worked with at Sunny Santa Monica, his son, turns out, uh, is a huge Minecraft fan. And his son was born the exact same day as my son. And then they wind up becoming really good friends. And so it's like, wow, you really are like family. (laughs) And I'm always, I'm always marveling at um, how things kind of arrive, like how, like how Bela arrived for me is feels like magic. And I do, I get emotional whenever I think about it, how these, um, how Nefiri arrived for me feels like magic and that they took a chance and that they, that they, um, that they trusted me. I always feel so grateful that, that these, these teams are like, we want to try something new and um, or, or we want to, we want to do this thing. And like, we, like who do, Morla, let's get Morla. She could do this strange thing that I don't know let's try it and then like yeah thanks <laughs> and like, I can I'll do it I'll do I'll give it everything I have and um um I just feel really lucky I feel really lucky and uh, I'm just so blown away by how it all kind of unfolds yeah yeah I mean, you made a decision that you were going to be in video games, and that was that. I mean, that's what I, that's the way it seems anyway. Because we talked about when you saw Bioshock and you're like, this is what, this yeah. is, this is it. And then you did it. Then you're in Bioshock 2. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. How that, that, how that just, how that kind of all happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happenstance of all the, of, Meeting the person who was not yet the uh, the 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 casting and and dialogue director for that game, but meeting him at, in another state and 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 this, hey, you're a you're an instant pal, and then months later, mm-hmm. it's it's um it is it is all a bit of magic, and um, you know, there are times of where things are quiet. I wonder, I wonder if this means that I've experienced everything there is to experience or my time here has come to an end. Like it 
it arrived in a way that, you know, it just, it, that felt like a gift. And maybe, you know, I, sometimes I wonder when, when there's bits of quiet, it's like, oh, well, maybe it's just this time has run out. And then the gift returns and, um, it always seems to, I'm, it, uh, it does seem to keep returning and reaffirming my decisions. Yeah. And that is why I am perpetually uh, grateful and feel so lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? I'm sure there are things you can't talk about, but is there anything you are working on that you can tell us about? That this actually just was, I was just able to announce it today, um, that Glass Breakers is, um, is coming out, and uh, that's also the Polyarch team. And so um, I, can, I can talk about that, my participation in that one. So that's, that's exciting. Awesome. That's uh, continuing the story of moths in a new and exciting way. Oh, cool. Okay. I think that's really the only, the only bit that I'm, uh, I am able to disclose at this point, but rest assured. <laughs> sure. Sure. And then I think, I, I think I saw something on, on, uh, whatever we're calling it now. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to call it Twitter until the, until the website changes, but, um, I think that's where I saw it, that there's some kind of bungee showcase or something coming up with you, maybe? I, I think it was the, the, that was the Glass Breakers oh. showcase. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's uh, that. Right. But yeah, there's some, I mean, there's, we're in the midst of the season of The Witch. Mm-hmm. We got to find out what happens. Um, I know. That's what I'm going to do as soon as we hang up. Just got to go find out what <laughs> happened this week. I was like, I should have done that. I should have timed it so I could at least see what happened this week before I talk to you. <laughs> but then I, th- I mean, it's, this is going to be weeks before we publish anyway. But, um, but yeah, it did cross my mind. I was like, oh shit, this is reset day. I should have waited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited to see what happens. Thanks. Yeah. And I just love, um, I love how much everybody loves her. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, that just means Eris is going to be around for a while because we all love her so much. And, and, uh, you know, you're, you're the reason for that. So, um, and yeah, I'm, I never know. I never know. Right. Like, right. I, yeah. I didn't know when she came out, how she was going to be received. And at each incarnation, I'm like, Oh, are we moving too far away from the original? Are people going to get bored with her? Or like, what's no like, way. I don't know. Have we gone too far? Yeah. What a wonderful community. Yeah. And so willing to express their, their love of Eris and um, feels very, uh, as I even said on the, that platform that we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like like my heart is full. It's just so full. It's just such a huge outpouring of love, and that's yeah, very nice. Oh, hi, Kitty! Introduce oh. us. <laughs> Who's this? This is Jet. Hi, Jet. Hi. Are you the one that's been tottering around this whole time? Yes, he gets very young. Um, envious when my attention is anywhere else of course (laughs) let's make himself know wonderful Mm -hmm. well morla thank you so much for all your time today and it's just always always a delight and a pleasure to hear you and uh of course see you so so thanks so much for chatting with me today thank you so much i'm so happy to see you and spend some time Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Morla Gorondona and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of my chat with Morla on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. You get to see your cat. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel to get all of our new videos of interviews. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. We're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Instagram. 
I think even Blue Sky, although I haven't been on there since I signed up, but we're places. Find us. All of those places are at Level with Emily. And learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.